Welcome to the Education Marketing Leader Podcast with Chris Raposo. If you're looking to dive into the latest industry insights, draw inspiration from education success stories, or just want to sharpen your marketing skills, you're in the right place. Here, we bring you a diverse range of voices from experts and leaders in the field, offering you a unique blend of professional development and practical strategies. Whether you want to understand your audience better, stay updated with the latest tech trends in marketing, or expand your professional network, we've got you covered. So while you're driving on your morning commute or winding down after a busy day, let's explore the dynamic world of education marketing together. How do you incentivize students to do the students' testimonials? No, that's a great question um, because I've I've seen it where, on the one hand, students will want to do something like that if you ask them. I've seen on the other hand, like um, you know, you don't want to force someone to give a testimonial that that doesn't. So what we try to do through working with our professors and our program directors is identify students who are very active, engaged, and have a great experience. That might be student leaders, so they're in leadership organizations and clubs, or you know, even things like student athletes or all the different you know, student government. We try to identify those students early on in a process where then by the time they're juniors or seniors, they're gonna be very willing to give that testimonial. Um, you know, the, the worst thing would be is they don't hear from someone for like four years, and then at the very end of their time, they go, hey, how was your experience at Kane? You know, and I don't think that's how it works, and that's not how we want it to work. We want them to live an experience and then provide that, you know, testimonial or thought at the very end of an experience, because then they transition from student to either grad student or alum. Hello and welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Education Marketing Leader with Chris Raposo. Today, I have the pleasure to welcome Eddie Acopenti for the Associate Director of Marketing from Kane University. Eddie, welcome to the show. Oh, Chris, thank you so much. I appreciate it. You bet. So, Eddie, I did a little bit of research on you, like I do with all of my guests, and I realized that you have a bachelor's in communications and a master's in public policy. But you've been working in higher ed marketing for over 17 years. Can you give us a little bit of about a background about your journey into higher ed marketing, why you chose higher ed marketing in your role at Kane University? It's uh, it, it's interesting. The route I took into the position that I'm in, I think, is a little unique um, from the rest of my colleagues. So like you mentioned, I've been working in higher education for, for a long time, but I actually entered the the higher education space through the world of Division One athletics. So I was a young administrator working in communications and media relations. And, and early on in my time, um, to kind of discovered the passion for marketing, the passion for branding that I have. So I was able to, to build up some pretty good experience um, and do, so, do a lot of different things, quite frankly, in my time at, at my institution that I worked at before Kane at, at Monmouth University. Um, and, and then through collaborations with my colleagues in the space that I'm now in, in higher ed marketing when it you know pertains to enrollment and branding um through kind of my interactions with them i realized you know i, I do have a passion for this beyond the world of sports and the world of athletics um and kane university gave me a, a tremendous opportunity to get into that role 
um, to work with all the different constituencies on campus that kind of comprise that, right? And it's everybody. It's it's not just the academic programs, but it's all of the different, you know, entities and offices um, here. And it, it's been remarkable. So again, my journey is, I think, a little different. You know, I, I didn't come up through the world of admission or through the world um, you know, uh, of kind of this side, I, I came up through athletics, but then was able to kind of come over and, and, um, it's been a truly great opportunity. My coworkers at Kane are amazing. Um, I know that you've spoken to, you know, at least one of them here on the podcast and, um, so a different route, but I think some of those same principles that I was able to use and learn kind of on my journey up, um, apply in this world. So it, it's definitely been fun to, uh, one year in at Kane and it's going really well. I, I really enjoyed here. Awesome. Congratulations. Yes, I had Danielle Ford on the podcast a couple of months ago, and she was phenomenal. And you actually were a recommendation. So she thinks highly of you to invite you on my show. Um, Eddie, you just briefly mentioned that you're involved with branding as well, and you're really good at that. And I can see that you're really good at that because behind you, you got the, the Kane University brand all across <laughs> the desk. So I love that. So we are on brand to talk about branding at this episode. Um, can you help the audience understand or can you define uh, the brand of a college or a university and why it does hold such a significant um, impact in a student's college decision progress uh, process? Yeah, you know, Chris, I feel like th this topic is something that um, it's always been there, but I feel like it's kind of developed more traction and I think it's got so much more attention recently um, just because I feel like it's a word that people associate so much with everything, with their purchases, with the things that they align with, that it, it was kind of, you know, inevitable that it's going to make its way into higher edu in, into the higher education space. So like you mentioned, I've, I've got my my Kane brand, you know, up behind me, that's our Spirit K. Um, and then that's actually the example of a billboard that we had um, on some of the uh, major roadways here in New Jersey. Um, but, you know, I always view brand and it's the prism that I kind of took this role on with um, as kind of a two-way street. You know, I, I feel so much that an institution's brand, its core values, its mission, you know, are inherently tied together, but that's only half of the equation. I feel like the other half of the equation is really listening to the people that have lived that brand for years, uh, whether it's employees or faculty members or students or alums. And I know people hear that and they maybe don't even understand it, but you know, it's such an evolving kind of thought that a brand isn't one set of one thing. It's not like, hey, here's Kane's brand. You either like it or you don't. Kane's brand, in my opinion, and, and really every institution's brand is so unique to the individuals that are the ones that are living through it every day. Um, in my time here, and even before I came to Kane and being familiar with the institution and, and individuals that went here and worked here, you, you heard certain things. You know, you would hear uh, commonalities in the way people talked about and about our institution. And that's really the kind of grassroots development of a brand, right? It's how your audience and how the people that work there and go to school there are, are listening and are kind of internalizing the messaging that you put out. So when you start hearing, you know, words like, you know, that institution really cares about me. That institution is a supportive one. That institution um, really looks out for myself and my classmates. Well, then you start kind of getting into the details with what does that mean? And, and it's the support structures that are in place. It's the faculty that are kind of go above and beyond and that look out for our students' best interests. It's an administration, quite frankly, that understands the needs of their students, their prospective students, their alums, their employees. Um, it, it's a very kind of, there's so many layers to the onion when you talk about it. 
But I think the biggest takeaway again is, is, you know, are you being authentic in how you present yourself to your audiences? Um, every school can say probably a lot of the same things, but can you take the things that make your institution special and unique, convey that in a way to your audience that is easily understandable and also relatable? And then also on the other side of that, can you listen to them and make sure that your brand is constantly evolving to kind of meet the needs of your audiences? And in, in a very short time here at Kane, I think um, not just me, but my team and everyone else that works in the office I work in in university relations does a really good job of that and making sure that um, all of the messaging that we put out makes sense and that it's it's relevant and that it's topical to the audiences that we're trying to serve. Yeah, I love that answer. I was just at the AMA for Higher Ed Marketers in Chicago, and I walked around the exhibit hall as a fellow exhibitor, and there were a couple of vendors that had uh, brand accessories out there, like stickers and, and whatnot. And I, I went to the University of Florida, and I saw a bunch of Gator stuff, and I had that, I have the brand affinity for University of Florida, so as soon as I saw that Gator, I had a certain feeling towards that, right? It's like, oh, I'm I'm part of this, right? The Gator Nation is everywhere. It's the tagline, and I'm over here in Chicago, and I see my my college brand, and I I just felt good about that. And I had to actually approach the guy who who worked at the booth and said, "Hey, I went there. Like I'm marketing this school, even though I'm no longer there. But still, you know, you have that that brand loyalty to your to your alma mater. So that's why that's so important to have a strong brand. So. Let's talk about Kane though. In what ways have you seen effective branding influence a student's perception and ultimate choice to where they want to go to college? I, you know, I recently, I recently saw a post by Kane University that you partnered with the New Jersey Devils and you're in New Jersey. Does that sway people maybe when they see this big brand like the New Jersey Devils partnering with Kane that maybe something, hey, maybe I want to go there? Yeah, you know, I feel like it, it's definitely part of kind of the package, I think, that Kane presents to um, not just publicly. It, it's not just, hey, look what we're doing, but it's also some of the great things that are are, are tangible and that we offer to students. But I, I do see that Florida brand behind you, by the way. So um, I know that you, you kind of share that same interest that, that I do. You know, if you if you're passionate about a place, it's going to make you want to live that brand. And, and quite frankly, the person at Florida who does what I do would see that. And that would make their day, you know, that would be, that would be great. Um, you know, when it comes to Kane, when it comes to the way that Kane kind of aligns itself with other brands, that the way that we market ourselves, um, I feel like it comes from a place of, we have a certain aesthetic. We like to look a certain way when it comes to our ads, when it comes to the, the marketing materials that we, that we put out. Um, and that goes hand in hand with the image that we're trying to portray, but also it's going to be a unique and authentic message. You know, we use our own students in a lot of our, our, our campaigns. We'd like to, and that comes from my, my vice president, Karen Smith in university relations, that that's a directive from her that we all not only agree with, but believe in, and, and that we want to make sure that that message, like if you see a cane message, that it is an authentic one. Um, you mentioned the partnership with the devils. Um, all of the partnerships that we have, and, and we're very lucky to have a president who is supportive of this. Um, this is something that President Repolet came in and said, you know, we need to be affiliating ourselves with these key brands in New Jersey, not just from a marketing and brand recognition standpoint, but our relationship with the Devils, with the New York Jets, with the New York Red Bulls, with the variety of minor league baseball teams. Um, they all have a component to them that benefits the students. 
So for example, with the New York Jets, we offer a class where students can take kind of a PR campaign class. And then at the end of the semester, they'll present to the New York Jets front office representatives in MetLife Stadium what their presentations are. We're exploring similar uh, things and we're going to do similar things with the doubles. With the Red Bulls, we offer a mentorship program where students can learn hand in hand with Red Bulls front office employees that want to get into the world of sports or that want to get into the world of events. Um, so not only those partnerships, they look good, right? When you see the two logos next to each other, uh, it makes people feel a certain way, maybe about Kane or maybe about the doubles, you know, where uh, it's going to take that level of understanding to a different level. But it's not only that, it's also how can we leverage those relationships to better uh, or to give our students, excuse me, a better experience, you know, maybe help them on their academic journey. So it's not as simple as, hey, put the logo in the stadium. It's we love that, too, but also how can we benefit our students? And, and that kind of builds that grassroots approach to marketing and branding where then those students have a great experience and then that continues their kind of cane journey for the rest of their life. But if you have a great experience as a student, you're inclined to be a great alum and then you're inclined to be someone who supports an institution uh, really forever. 100%. And that that exposure those students get when they present at MetLife Stadium, just being in that in the presence of those actual practitioners that's invaluable, you know, when you have that. And then maybe they'll, maybe a inter internship or something will spring out of that if, if someone on the board is or in charge there in their marketing or PR department with the Jets is particularly impressed with a student. So there could be some opportunities that come out of that as well. Um, can you, if you think back on your 17 years, you mean you worked at different universities, can you describe a particular successful case where, uh, college's brand directly enhanced its appeal to prospective students, uh, whether it was at Kane University or, or any of your other institutions? Yeah, you know, I, I really feel like I want to draw from the Kane experience because in a very short amount of time in my in my time at Kane, in relation to really everyone else that works here, all my coworkers seem to, to, to once they get to Kane, they either went to school here and, and kind of stayed or they they discover it and they don't leave. Um, and one of the things that really resonated with me was, you know, as marketers, right, as higher ed professionals, we spend so much time talking to each other. And I feel like we spend so much time talking, you know, with colleagues and, and you know, I feel like that gives you part of the story, but it doesn't give you the full story. And one of the early on in my time here, Kane has a slogan that we like to use that is a very intentional one that our president believes in and everyone believes in, and it's Cougars climb higher. And, and you can use that in a variety of ways, Kane, Cougars climb higher, Cougars climb higher together, but the, the, the essence of it is Cougars climb higher. So early on, we, we went through a series of conversations with key stakeholders, right? It was with current students, alums, different departments on campus, external partners as well, alums and board members. And the thing that resonated with me the most was that not only did, and I say this because I've been, we've been people like me, we, we come up with slogans, it's what we do, right? And you use information, you use data, but at the end of the day, you hope what you come up with hits, right? You hope it sticks. To hear how alums, current students, how everyone viewed and how they felt Cougars climb higher, to me was such a success that we sit in offices all day and, and we use these you know phrases and we make sure that they have the correct color and they do all these things. But if they're not received the way that they're intended, the message isn't going to be as effective as it could. So to hear how current students at Kane 
would not only say how they felt or how they internalized and how they personalized Cougars climb higher throughout the recruiting process. You know, they saw that on, you know, maybe one of the ads that we run or maybe um, on a billboard in New Jersey or all the different points that we have with our audiences. But to see that they not only saw it, that it resonated with them and that they were able to take that experience and still talk about it as junior seniors and, and recent grads to me was really it was special to see because again, coming up with it is half the story. Yep. Them taking that message, them making the most of that, and then being able to kind of draw back to it was like, oh, that's how that looks, you know, as a successful campaign. And, and to me, that was a really special thing to see. And it's something that's evolving and still. Um, they wear the shirts, they do everything, but to hear them talk about it through these um these breakout sessions and these conversations that we had was really special. Yeah, th those models, you you know, you come up with them and you always think like who's going to who, who is it going to resonate with? Um during my time at the University of Florida, I, I went in as an adult student and I had a family already. I worked full time. And then I had on top of that, I had to do schoolwork. And one of the core values at the University of Florida is that it says our standard is to be the best by doing our best. And I really internalized that during the time when I kind of felt overwhelmed and I didn't want to give a hundred percent. Just that that slogan, that motto made me like, hey, I'm part of this university. I'm part of this um, collective group. And it takes all of us and it takes me as well to still rise higher um, and just try to do better and be the best version of myself. So, you know, some people may read it, it goes over their head, but then other people that go to school at Kane, you know, and have to see that slogan, they'll internalize that and they'll they'll take it personal and they want to to represent and it motivates them. So I, I love the I love a good slogan. <laughs> um so I know billboards are still really relevant. Uh, so let's say somebody drives on the highway, goes somewhere, especially with adult learners, they may come home from a dead end job or a job they hate. And if they see a Kane University um, evening program advertisement, they'll maybe inclined to go to school there. Or uh, if they get a mail piece, they may look at it uh, more thorough than if they get a digital ad. But how do you think the digital area, especially social media, has transformed the way colleges communicate their brand to students, especially social media, right? You, you, there's an influx of influencers out there. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, you know, of course, I, I feel like the, the way you started the question, right, is um, the, the way that we kind of view the, the brand that, that we, uh, the Kane University brand, is all of those different ways that you interact with it are going to lead ultimately to a decision. And that decision is going to be, do you choose to attend school here, whether it's right out of high school, whether it's as a transfer student, whether it's as an adult learner, whether you come back to Kane, um, or are you an alum, or are you an employee like myself who didn't attend Kane, who now works here? So there's a lot of different points that we, especially here in New Jersey, you know, if, if you're from New Jersey, you understand how valuable, you know, the, the main roadways are, right? We all kind of travel on them. Um, but even beyond that, there's all of the different physical ways that you could interact with the Kane brand. But to the specific question that you ask about digital, it, it, it really is. And I feel like we sit here in 2023 and it's something that's existed, right, for about or over 20 years. But it's even we know so much. But as much as we know about that space, it's so constantly evolving. Um, and that's mainly due to the habits of the 
audiences and the students and the prospects that I think the institutions are trying to reach, right? Um, when I was in school, right, Facebook had just started. So social media was in its infant stages, you know, but, but now with how savvy these prospective students and current students are with, I think they're smarter when it comes to how to decipher what they're seeing, right? So it speaks to the message of, of authenticity. I think, uh, I think the average, let's say, prospective student, whether they're 15 or 25 now, they know what they're looking at. They can tell, hey, this is an, an ad. I can tell what an ad is. I know maybe I'll understand it, but maybe I don't really care to understand it. So I can either keep scrolling or I can kind of move on to the next thing. I feel like the more that you can put out there, that what your brand is, is authentic and that you're reaching that audience in the way that they want to be reached, it's better. Prime example, we work with a digital marketing firm who is a tremendous partner of ours, who works hand in hand with myself and Danielle, who you mentioned, and my team um, in terms of how we market ourselves digitally um, to our prospects and to folks that want to come to Kane. And, and we have conversations all the time about what works best. And it all comes back to authenticity. It's, are the photos right? Is the creative good? Is the video creative that we're using? Can a student picture themselves in that setting, whether it's literally walking across campus to, quite frankly, a first-person student perspective and them telling you how great Kane is? Uh, you know, again, it's not going to be me delivering that message. It's going to be someone who um, they can resonate with. It's going to be someone who they can relate to. And quite frankly, we talk to and interact with students all the time when it comes to making sure that that message is is kind of conveyed the right way, um, because you have to know what you don't know. And while we understand what Kane's brand is, I can't give you the perspective of how a, let's just use a prospective student coming out of high school, have a 16 year old use that brand. So that conversation is really valuable. Um, but when it comes to the social and digital space, you wanna reach that fine line between being active and engaging while not being too active where you push people away but the 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 data and the way that we use that information has just become so much smarter over the years that we can really target down who we're trying to interact with what message that individual or that group of individuals needs to hear um and, and it's all based on its data it's responsibly using that data and making sure that the information and message that's out there is such that can be interacted with, can be engaged with. And it's not going to be that one-way street. It's going to be, oh, hey, that's great. Make them click, make them seek out more information. And then once they start to find out more information about the university, is it something that they truly want to be a part of? And, and thankfully, more times than not, it is because of all the different uh, tremendous opportunities that Kane uh, avails to students. Absolutely. Absolutely. You touched a lot on authenticity just now in your answer. Can you tell me how, how should colleges balance the authenticity of their brand with the marketing aspect to ensure that they are not overselling and under delivering. I hear some of the horror stories in other, you know, interviews and just uh, on the, on the event uh, circuit that sometimes schools, they, they have certain images that doesn't really represent what's actually going on on campus. And then there may be a letdown there, you know, and a churn of students that go there and they say, Hey, this is not a good mission fit for me. Um, so how do you, how, how do you handle that? That you don't oversell and then under deliver? Cause it's not all about, you know, you're as a marketer, you're doing your job, but if somebody from uh, student experience or student affairs or, or the faculty doesn't align with what you, what you're promoting, then there's a disconnect. Yeah, and that's going to hurt your brand, 
ultimately, because what people are going to see is a brand that that's not genuine. And I think that would be the biggest kind of fear as someone who's in our space is, is hey, is the messaging that we're doing consistent with the experience that our students are are able to have here? So so that is at the forefront, I feel like, of a lot of our decision making, you know, and, and, and you couldn't be more right. If, if, a, if a university or an institution says they're about personalized experience and learning, and then a student goes and sits in a lecture hall for four years, and they're not a name on campus, that emotion that they have is going to negatively fuel that impact. And if that one student is having that happen, well, then you know that case is playing out uh, however many times. So I, I feel like that's something we try to keep, you know, at the forefront of all of our creative, of all of our messaging. Um, and, and that's why, like I mentioned, that two-way street is so important. You know, we'll sit down with students who either work for us or who, who we have the opportunity to work with, student leaders, different folks on campus, and, and ask them, you know, hey, and that's why the answer I gave earlier about the Cougars Climb Higher, I think was so enlightening to me, because it meant that the messaging that they're seeing is the messaging that they're living. And I think that's important too. So uh, the question that you bring up is such an interesting one, because I get to meet with program directors, with professors, with different administrators on campus. So as we have these conversations, as much as I'm trying to learn from our students, I'm also trying to learn from, from that group to say, hey, is this accurate? Do you feel this is out there? Whether it's, you know, copy in an ad, you know, word choice, all the way up through the the the, the imagery, the art, how something is being conveyed. Uh, that has to be at the forefront of what you're doing in order to separate yourself from your competitors because there are things about each each institution that makes them unique and that makes them special. So it's, can you take what makes you, you, and in a way that makes sense, that is smart and strategic, but also intentional, convey that message to your audience. And people are going to hear that answer and hear some buzzwords, but it's all truth. Because if Kane says something about itself that doesn't hold true here, but it holds true for one of its competitors, well, then we're just kind of, you know, one of a lot of other institutions. But if we can be, there's only one Kane, you know, there's only one insert institution here. So if you can convey that message in the right way, and that message is being received by your audience, you know, so that's kind of the the two sides of it, then you really reach something. And I feel like you only know that through it's constant dialogue. It is constant feedback because that brand could change, you know, class to class or kind of, you know, president to president, but also uh, it's something that if you don't make sure that you're always at the forefront, I have it on a note and a, and a notepad in front of me right here that always says that. You know, and, and I feel like that is the only true way to make sure that your message is resonating with your audience. And I feel like they were doing that here for a very long time, which is why Kane has the reputation that it has. Um, but it's a constantly evolving thing. And you got to make sure that if you're you what you tell about yourself is accurate, I think that you're doing OK. But, yeah, always something that we're concerned with here. Yeah, I love that you're breaking silos at Kane University. Breaking silos is something my friend, uh, the CMO of Old Dominion, Jamie Hunt, always says. You're bringing in the, the the faculty and the program directors, and you're collaborating on on the messaging. So everybody's bought into it, right? So it's a cohesive. It's it's like a it's like a bond there. It's not just like marketing selling something, and then the professor's like, "Well, I, I can't really deliver on that," or "This is really not what's happening actually in the classroom." So that you guys are like this, it's it's very important to have the authenticity in your in your messaging, and it positively affects the student experience in the end. Um, as we bring the episode episode to a close, 
you when you talked about it a little bit with the students involving students and spotlights and whatnot, but what role do you see for student voices and stories in shaping and conveying the brand of a college? Do you do you only involve students or do you like do like um faculty spotlight or administrator spotlights so people can build trust even before they go onto onto campus? Yeah, I, I feel like it's and you know, I know that like you said, we're kind of wrapping up, but I could do this with you all day. This is like the the, the quickest few minutes of my day. Um, but I, I feel like that question, you mentioned the the different audiences, and I feel like you have to use those audiences in everything that you're doing. So let's start with the students. We, we put a premium on student testimonials, on how can a student best convey the message of a program or of a different class or opportunity. And that's going to be done through, you know, a variety of ways. It's going to be done through your website. It's going to be done through social media. Really, it's going to be done through their own social media. It's going to be done through how are they telling the story of Kane into what they do, you know, whether it's through the different mediums that they're communicating with their friends and, and network with. Um, we we try to, and, and, you know, Kane is proudly New Jersey's urban research institution. We have that designation very proudly here in New Jersey. And Research is a huge component to the future of Kane University under President Rippolette. So the faculty spotlights, not just on those doing research, but on all of the other faculty here at Kane are incredibly important. Uh, we're very proud of our faculty here. And that's part of the story that we're trying to tell as well. And then you mentioned some of the administrators too. There's different departments at Kane that are very the support at this institution for students is remarkable. It's really unlike anything I've seen. So whether it's supporting first-generation students or transfer students or military students who come in or our very diverse student body, there are so many different support structures in place, whether it's administrators or, or faculty members, um, you know, clubs and organizations that if we're kind of, it, it's a, we have a good problem in the sense that we have a lot of different stories to tell. So using that first person perspective is incredibly important because like we spoke about earlier, if myself and my colleagues are doing just a part of it, and then it's kind of, that's it, we're good. That's not going to be the full story. Students aren't going to get the full story. If they hear from classmates or theirs, potential classmates of theirs, recent alums, the faculty that they're going to see, then they get that full picture of, of the school or institution that they're either walking into or that they're logging on to learn more about. And then they feel that understanding and they feel that connection before they even take that first class or take that first lecture or take that first internship. And, and all those different ways that you talked about that we try to incorporate, just add again to that uh, that brand building, it, it, really, it's an individual thing. And it's funny because brand is such a, a high arching term, but a brand is how it resonates with an individual and then how they internalize it and use it. So I feel like our brand is going to be something different to everyone. But if we're pushing that that proper messaging through all those channels, like you mentioned, um, then it's going to be well received. And then students will have the great experience that thankfully they do at came. Awesome. Yeah, I, I really love that. Um, Real quick, how do you incentivize students to do the students testimonials no it's a great question um because i've i've seen it where on the one hand students will want to do something like that if you ask them i've seen on the other hand like um you know you don't want to force someone to give a testimonial that that doesn't so what we try to do through working with our professors and our program directors is identify students who are very active engaged and have a great experience 
that might be student leaders. So they're in leadership organizations and clubs or, you know, even things like student athletes or all the different you know, student government. We try to identify those students early on in a process where then by the time they're juniors or seniors, they're going to be very willing to give that testimonial. Um, you know, the, the worst thing would be is they don't hear from someone for like four years. And then at the very end of their time, they go, hey, how was your experience at King? You know, and I don't think that's how it works. And that's not how we want it to work. We want them to live an experience and then provide that, you know, testimonial or thought at the very end of an experience. Cause then they transition from student to either grad student or alum. And then it's someone who is kind of, you know, engaged and active. We do sometimes put call outs um, for different things that we do in university relations, which is the department I work in, um, you know, just in terms of all the different creative that we do through some of those, we unearth great stories of students who, um, you know, will say, oh, wow, I would love to be a part of this. This is great. So I feel like the the Kane student in my experience here, they don't need a lot of encouragement to do that. They're going to be more inclined to do it anyway. It's just, can we identify them, you know, and put that message in the proper way? So we're, we're very lucky in that regard, that the way that our students view their experience here, how they view the Kane brand, if you will, lends itself to um, to wanting to tell that story to, to future generations. Yeah, I, I was part of one of those students that really loved my institutions. And so I'm always like happy to participate in a student spotlight or uh, alumni, where are they now spotlight. So right. and the way they found me was through social listening because I I told my story about the university. So I tagged them and they were like, well, this is basically an open invitation. If somebody tags your school, reach out. They're more, more than happy to uh, be a part of your, your messaging there. Um, as we bring the episode to a close, what is one piece of advice you'd give a higher ed marketer about building an authentic brand? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, and it's probably a question we could do a whole other episode on, right? Um, I feel like the one piece of advice is, it's really hard, right? You have to be willing to listen. I think that's one of the, the once you kind of understand that and people that do what I do, we are, you know, brand practitioners, right? We're marketers, we're all storytellers, but really everyone at a university is a marketing person because you're either recruiting students, you're trying to retain your students or you're teaching your students. I, I think the one thing, really, it's really hard to kind of nail down one thing, but it's be willing to to listen to all of the different colleagues that you have to help inform your decisions and your practice when it comes to putting that brand out there. Again, it's like we spoke about earlier. If the messaging that we're putting out isn't consistent with the experience of our students and faculty, then it, it kind of fails. Um, I, I feel like it's got to be there, but but also, you know, if I could put the specific brand hat on, it really is that message of consistency. You know, if you're sitting there and changing who you are every two or three years, well, you're going to struggle to develop a longstanding brand that people can be loyal to and build trust in. Um, I, I, I'm going to give you the, you know, I talk a lot, right? So I can give long answers, but it's got to be listen. It has to be, be willing to listen to your current students, to your prospective students, to your administration, you know, be willing to to sit there. You know, everyone hears the directives from higher higher administration, but you got to do a lot of listening and then get together with your team and then be able to put that messaging together in something that makes the most sense. Um, and, and, you know, it's an evolving thing, right? There's no set answer. If we do this interview in a year, it could be very different how we're kind of viewing it. Similar principles, maybe different practices that we use, 
Um, but I feel like that's probably the, the best piece of advice that I would give. But if we see each other at a conference, we'll probably talk for three hours about something else too. I would love that, Eddie. I would love that. So how can people connect with you to learn a little bit more about you or Kane University? Yeah, um, you know, I think probably the easiest way is LinkedIn. You know, I think we're all there. Um, I've got a very long last name, but once you start typing it out, it kind of comes up, you know, pretty easily. I think LinkedIn's probably the best. I'm, I'm a, you know, of course, across all of the social uh, channels, but the easiest way to find that would be LinkedIn. Um, and my email is on the Kane website as well. You know, it's, it's kind of all over the place there. I, I try to not be a hard person to find. You know, I like to be accessible, whether a door's open in an office or, you know, an email or a DM comes in. Um, always love to, you know, collaborate with our colleagues across different universities and, you know, in this space. Um, I've been fortunate enough to, to kind of have two different industries in my professional life, starting in the world of athletics and now, you know, being in, you know, higher ed marketing and higher ed brand management. Um, so, would love to connect with everyone, whether it's in person, whether it's digitally, um, you know, try to try to get out. You know, I'm, I'm not as good with getting to the conferences as you are. I, I need to get out there more, you know, and do that. But uh, always love to connect with our colleagues, um, you know, any way that we can. Awesome. I will tag you in the recap so people can find you easily. Eddie, thank you so much for being part of the show today. You have a good one. Chris, thank you so much. Appreciate the work that you do in, in shedding a light on this. Thank you so much.